Good evening. It's a, it's a beautiful Sunday evening, and we are live on digital address GA0993341. God bless you for matriculating into tonight's edition of Springboard, your virtual university. Springboard is a multimedia educational and personal development intervention, the longest running and the biggest of its kind running since august 2008 we are streaming live on facebook and the address albert ne okran you can get us in crystal clear hd quality springboard is brought to you by legacy and legacy and your superstation joy 99.7 fm we are proudly sponsored by echo bank the pan-african bank and mtn the nation's number one network our print media support comes from the business and financial times and the graphic business I recommend both newspapers to you. In tomorrow's edition of the BNFT, you will find an article on frugality versus generosity. Very interesting article from our book, 101 Keys to Achievement and Fulfillment, Frugality versus Generosity. Tuesday's graphic business will feature a full transcript of tonight's interview with my guests. Dream Oval is our technology partner on the show tonight. And on behalf of the Virtual Academic Board, superintended over by Comfort with support from Matthew, Priscilla, and Amos, let me thank you for joining us on Joy 99.7 FM and on Facebook. Tonight, we reduce our R to one simple quest. The new digital revolution. How... Technology is defining the way we live, the way we learn, and the way we do business. And tonight, I'll focus on two areas of great interest. Technology driving fashion and technology driving sports. So fashion and sports are the two areas we will break down tonight. And we'll continue this discussion into every area of endeavor that you are interested in. But tonight, we want to find out what is happening in fashion as a result of the digital revolution. What is happening in sports, especially my dearly beloved football, as a result of the changes brought on by technology. My guests for tonight, the one and only Gary Al Smith, sports broadcast journalist here at Joy 99.7 FM in the multimedia family. Gary, welcome to Springboard. Absolute pleasure to be here. It's a blessing. Let me welcome also Mabel Simpson. Last week, Charlie, I spoke about you. People say, hey, Charlie, this is a big endorsement power. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I am very... And let me tell you what I spoke about last week. I walked into Shop and See. I've seen your promo on Facebook about your your activities in Shop and See. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, sh- a shop I use quite a bit. So I walked okay. in there and I looked at the setup and I said, these emerging business leaders are audacious. I thought it was a very brilliant initiative. So welcome to Springboard, Mabel. Thank you. Good to see you. So let's start. Let's start with um, where I would always begin. Gary, it was a good weekend for me in sports because my team won the FA Cup semi-final. So let me start with sports. Which one is your team? Oh, which uh, which one? Which one? Which other one? I'm just just this is for the purposes of clarity. Okay, it's Man United. All ah, right. <laughs> what, what 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 do you think? What, what do you think of that match? Well, I think that the, it it feeds into what we are going to talk about. Um, I I normally because of the what I do. I don't just look at the headlines. Right. I like to find out why things happen, why teams lose, um, why certain players don't do well, why, for example, Chris Smalling had Hurricane in his pocket. Right. You know, some of the reasons why. And most of those reasons are technological in, in origin. Let's start from there. Yeah. So, for example, Jose Mourinho was not their favorite to win this match because Spurs are informed because Wembley 
was or is spares home temporarily. Right. And Jose Mourinho had said, he had reminded everybody that, look here, guys, the fact that I'm playing in my home in a cup game does not mean that it's, it's an advantage for me. And he said that when he was at Inter Milan as a coach, he went to play a cup final against Roma in Rome, and he beat Roma. When he was at Real Madrid, he played a cup final in Madrid and lost. You know, and he gave a whole slew of statistics and scientific evidence to back why you, the home team, can feel under pressure. So that is start speaking. And according to what I was reading just before coming here, he gave those statistics to his players that look at you guys. I know you are going into the Lions then as it is, but these are the stats to show. In the last 15 years, European teams that have played in their home when it comes to cup matches are disadvantaged. Are disadvantaged. So it gives them the confidence. Now, guess what? They go into the game and then they go down. They come back and win. Apparently, he reminded them at halftime of the statistics. Right. Yeah. So how much is this prevalent in sports today? How much is the use of statistics, technology, um, um, analysis that, are, that is technology-driven? How pervasive is it in the game today? Well... We can answer it in two ways, from the, the Ghanaian answer and the global answer. Which one do you want first? Both. <laughs> right, so the Ghanaian answer is that it's, it's, it's not a big deal. There have been efforts over the years. I know that a lot of people's frustrations with Ghanaian football is, is that it's not as sexy as the European version because they can go to the internet and find how many touches Messi made last year, you know, at the tip of, at, at, a, at a click of a something. You know, they can go to a website and find out the minutest details about players. You know, the forensic detail about players. But you can't have that in Ghana. Right. They, they have an effort. So there was a Russian company that officially signed with the Ghana Football Association to be the official stats provider. But basic things have been the problem. One of them being, and I'm sure Mabel will talk about it in fashion as well, the lack of know-how. Right. They had the knowledge. They had the scientific knowledge from Europe. But when they came to Ghana, they could not find the human beings who could actually actualize that dream. So, let, let, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I was reading a, stat, uh, a statistic yesterday on the fastest players mm-hmm. in the league this year. Yeah. The top 20. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do something like that in Ghana, yeah. how do you even start? I mean, which technology would you use to measure the speed you know, of... And, and when, when, let me just backtrack before coming. When you invited me for this show, I was so excited. Because the point I want everybody to take from this program is that everything that we are seeing in Europe, those stats and things, they can be done here. Right. I've listened to Springboard many times. And right. you come up with the, with the knowledge that, you know what, maybe we are trying too hard to copy Europe. Right. Maybe we should simply adapt what they do and localize it. Right. Because if they, if they have um, chicken gatouche, we have kinky. That's what we have. So we can sexify kinky and make it nice. I was in traffic the other day and some people were selling some kinky in some. What do you call that? Me, I don't even know what it's called. But Charlie, somebody paper wanted... Cutting. Paper cutting. And the person chopped in my car. He chopped the thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be in a shop right or some pepe place or like... That is what we have. If selling kinky in traffic is what we we'll do for us and we can regulate it and we can make it nice, all the better. If the Ghana Premier League can find some technology so that if a game is taking place like today in Kumase in Ainiase where there's a new team from Izimaland for, for the first time since 1958 and we can get statistics from there via WhatsApp that's what we do so for example myjoonline.com right sometimes match reports from some of these match centers are so difficult to get mm. the GFA will tell you that up to last year and this um, nobody should laugh I'm being serious here 
the whole Ghana Football Association, they were getting match reports for games played on Sunday. Sunday, they were getting the match report on Thursday. In this 2017. But by Thursday, typically in the in in European League, they've done the review. They've done the review. Case that like requires they a ban. Thank you. They've started they've banned you already. I'm saying in this Ghana here. Right. You know, and just a few weeks ago, the Ghana Football Association were happy. Why were they happy? Because for the first time, they are able to transmit transmit match reports up to two hours after the game in this 2018. Meanwhile, I go to matches, you know, and I'm commissioned by some of these external agencies, and I write my match reports five minutes after the game is done, and I'm supposed to have filed my report. You know my point. So. The, the takeaway that I want to say is that we can compare ourselves to Europe. Sometimes I watch some of our things in government. When I'm listening to news nights, some parliamentarian is complaining about something. I'm thinking, you are thinking too hard. You know, it can be done. It can be done here. Let me come back to you and then talk about the the, the various aspects mm. of football that that technology has transformed. It compared to the days of Beckham, Roy Keane, and 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 and, and Vieira and Co. Mabel, how how much has your industry changed as a result of technology? You guys are doing stuff that, <laughs> I mean, I, I I think back to those who were into fashion when we were much younger, and it's no it's not surprising that at that time nobody would go to university and finish and say I want to be into fashion because <laughs> it, it, it was not done in the way that you guys are doing it now, and you keep raising the bar higher and higher how much is technology a part of all that you guys are doing today it's it's because um now i mean the world is it's a global world social media makes it easy the internet makes it easy now you can just be on your phone and you can see what michelle obama is wearing and you are so you know happy and you're excited to see that she's actually wearing something made out of wax print you know it's that's the same way you find um christy brown a Ghanaian making clothing for Beyonce and it's all because of social media because I'm sure that they probably um, noticed her or what she makes on social media got in touch with her and she made something for them you can compare um, what the western world are making and we can also incorporate so now if you look at Akaba and slit styles it's changed it's not the the women's fellowship should forgive me. You know, it's not the <laughs> traditional. <laughs> you know, back in the day, the, the woman fellowship style. You know, even if it's that style, it's been revamped. It's it's been advanced all because we have um, social media now. There's there's the internet. We can incorporate some of the designs that the um, other world fashion designers are making, and social media also makes it easy because. Now you can also go online and then see how these things are made. There's YouTube and there's a lot that you can learn from YouTube. As Gary mentioned, um, we want to do what the Europeans are doing. We want to do what the Americans are doing. But we don't have the tools. We don't have the machines, the right machines here. And if you're starting out, it's a bit difficult because probably you can't afford all these tools and machines. But once you go on YouTube, you'd find the know um, the technical know-hows in a way that will make it easier. You can um, improvise and make these. And what I do, I mean, we make handbags and um, accessories. Sometimes you need very complicated machineries to make these work. And because you don't have it, you need to learn other ways to make it, although the process might be slow, you'd still achieve the result. So 
social media or the internet technology makes it easy. You learn more to improve on what you're doing. And that's what's been happening. Let's talk about collaboration. How much are you collaborating with other people in other spaces to get things done? Collaboration, okay. So, for example, I'll use myself as, a, as you know, an example again. We have our own retail outlet in Osu. We don't make clothing now. So what we do is we um, allow other brands to come stock in our shop. We believe that this would make, if someone walks into our shop, they would see what we are doing and what the other person is also making and purchase. If yesterday we had a foreigner walk into the shop, saw clothing by another brand, and they are, they are ready to, you know, buy in bulk and go sell out there. You can have shops in, um, or boutiques in, you know, outside Ghana, see what you're doing online, get in touch with you, you work out the process, and you just ship without even knowing whoever you're talking to. Right. And that's technology for you. Right. When I come back to you, I'm going to break it down and look at the production aspect, the marketing aspect, the human resource, how technology is feeding into all these various arms of your business. But let me come back to you, Gary. Let me start with recruitment. Mm. What I want to do is to take it bit by bit so that the person listening um, and the conduct cluster of schools, those guys who play football, they, I mean, I used to watch those guys. I mean, I argue always that some of those guys are better, better than, than the DIU, but <laughs> nobody knows them. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at Julius Yego from Kenya, from Kenya, who learned how to throw the javelin purely with YouTube. Mm. How can technology, how can new media, how can the digital revolution create opportunity for that guy playing football daily on the on the Kanda uh, Sakasaka Park, who is probably extremely talented, but nobody knows him. How, how, how can he leverage technology? Leverage technology. So, um, I'll, I'll show you a few things for you to describe to the listener, and right. then I'll give you an answer. So, I've just opened a, an app on my phone. Right. Alright. Um, can you see from here? Yes. Okay, so I've opened the app. Yeah. And then, what do you see? It's uh, like designs. Right. Okay. So, when I open this, it takes me to... I'll describe what it is for you, but this is it. So, this is it. All right. So... Designs, right? Right. What I've just shown um, Alberto Kran is, is an app. It's a design app. Right. Okay. And this design app is something that i use for my graphics for those who follow me on facebook and twitter right, right? so f- even five years ago this was not in existence so if i needed artwork for sports journalism on anything from asamajan has scored three goals but i want to show it graphically you know i'd have to employ a graphic designer who would do two notes more decide when he wants to do the graphics um, I, I probably have to beg him, send him your goods for Christmas, send him a chicken for Easter, you know, um, help his son find the school. And then finally. <laughs> and finally, he will design it for me. Even then... My designer friends will be happy with <laughs> you. But you know what I mean. Right. Now, I am my own media house. Right. That's it. Using my phone. Right. So, for example, last month, I traveled as an ambassador for UNICEF. All the videos I put on my social media that I designed with fonts, artwork, and everything, I did. I shot myself, edited in my my hotel room. The following morning, they were ready, and I posted them on there. Is and it, I, is and it I got called Carella. <laughs> no, it's not. It's called Textgram. 
Textgram. And it's one of thousands. It's one of many. So for somebody looking for that kind of app, what, 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 what should they look for? So they go on Google Play, you know, or on any of their stores that if you are on Windows, Windows have their store. Um, Apple have their app store. Right. If they have, uh, just look for design app. Mobile design app, right? And you find it mobile there. Mobile design app. Yes. Alternatively, you can go to YouTube and look for design applications for mobile. Right. Right. So, because I'm a sports journalist, I do all sorts of fancy things with it. If you are in fashion, like Mabel, you can use it to design your stuff as well. So, Mabel, I see her stuff all the time. Where she and she's going to tell you as well. Her background is in design, so she does design herself. She designs all her artworks herself. Now back to the answer <laughs> for for the guy in this um, Kanda cluster of schools. If he's a good footballer, and like many people come to me and say, "Oh, Gary, Charlie, this my bro, you know ball play. Can you help me?" The first thing I th- I tell them is that most of these agents and things that you want to. Who you want to pitch to, or whose interests you want to attract, they are not going to move one inch without seeing evidence. Most of them Absolutely. who are not in Ghana won't travel to Ghana just because of your guy in Kanda cluster of schools. Yeah. So what you can do is that most of these people who come and ask me anyway are probably using iPhone X or Samsung Edge Seven or something like that. High caliber, high powered phones. Like go to the park, follow your cousin or your whoever, shoot him while he's playing. If it's five minutes non-stop, just shoot him, you know. If you like, bring it to me. I'll edit it using some phone software or something. But basically, put a representation of that and send it to the person. In the real world, we call it a CV. That's your CV you have just sent to the agent. Right. So you're seeing that for that person That's it. in sports, yes. their CV is a package of a few minutes of their game. That is a CV. Can it post on social media? Yes, because right now YouTube is free. So, in an office environment, if somebody comes to you and says, you say, oh, give me your CV. What do you want a CV for? A CV is basically a display or an idea of how long you have worked in whatever areas and your competencies and listed where you have worked and so on and so forth. So, if it's football or sports, if it's skating, you can do, find a place where the person can do the skating, take your phone shoot right now the most rudimentary phones can shoot in very decent camera quality so let me bring this to football which is a game i love very much yes and i realize that these days the recruitment that is done in football is not done um haphazardly it's not just done anyhow i mean the the season is ending and people know that next next year we'll recruit only three players it will be one left back Mm -hmm. one right back and then one CDM, yeah. and then the add Central specifications. I mean, when 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 Chelsea was trying to recruit a second striker mm-hmm. uh, to add up to Morata, they said they wanted somebody with height. And you kept wondering why is this such a big deal? So there were strikers available that would go for is it Peter Crouch or Giroud or yeah. and the specs were clear. What is driving these very specific um, specifications that we we, we get to hear of? Well, I think it's um, a supply and demand issue. So for the teams that you are talking about in sports, let's say football, the teams are in certain competitions with certain needs. So basically, if it's England we are talking about, in the Premier League, we know that it's physical, it's fast space. But immediately they go into the Champions League, it's continental football and it's slower. So just to give a very basic example, it was the reason why Leicester were set to have a style that favoured European football. Mm. 
And so that's why they, they seem to be doing well in the Champions League, but not in the Premier League at a point, if you remember. Right. Because the continental football is slower. It's more... Uh, allows it. It allows for you to build a Premier League is fast and physical and they're going to hack you down and so on and so forth. Now, again, I, I want this topic to be as, you know, as possible. So let's use this example of this guy, the Kanda cluster of schools that we're seeing. If, for example, a team in... Spain, let's say Real Madrid, like you're saying, they need a, a left back n- next season. They've scouted and scouted, and they are not getting the specific manager that Zidane wants. And then maybe Michael Essien, who has played for Real Madrid before, he texts Zidane and he says, I hear you're looking for a left back. And he says, Yes, yeah, so Michael, look, I know this is a gamble, but I know the way Real Madrid works. I know the way Real Madrid plays. I know some guy in some place called Kanda in Ghana. He's untried, he's untested. But I think that if you bring him and give him just one month at Real Madrid, he can play. Zidane will say, are you serious? And he says, yes. Michael Essen can do what? Go to Kanda, use his mobile phone, film this guy in a gutter to gutter for five minutes, send it to Zidane. Zidane says, hmm, this thing that you have sent me, it looks interesting. What does he do in the following week? He sends a scout over to Ghana. They look at him, it's done. And it's, this is not rocket science. It's been done before. Three months ago, I'll tell you an amazing story that happened. A former Real Madrid player came to Ghana called Michel Salgado. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know him. Yeah. They had a Dubai international tournament in Dubai where under 13 teams from around the world go and play. He came to Ghana to come and get the team from Ghana. So in Ghana, the Lizzie Sports Complex was a place where they organized sort of a tournament for various under 13 teams so that they could get the best that would represent Ghana in the global tournament in Dubai. So they came. Teams from all over the place came around. They had done their justifiers already. On the day that the thing was supposed to happen, just before the tournament started, there was a kickabout. Right? Now, the goalkeeper in the kickabout was not supposed to be for any of the teams. But this former Real Madrid player was just sitting down and waiting for the, th- the thing to begin. So he saw the goalkeeper in the kickabout and he said, ah, who is this goalkeeper? The boy is good though. But he just kept quiet because he thought he might see him in the competition proper. So, when all the teams played, and he said, I, I saw this goalkeeper, but he's not a And they said, oh, this boy is just somebody who came to. He said, I want this boy. Long story short, he took the boy to Dubai. The boy was the best player. This happened in February. I'm just <laughs> No, I'm just saying, you know. So, yeah, those are the kinds of things that can happen with technology. I mean... It is 25 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. This is today's show. A very interesting discussion about how technology is transforming sports and fashion. Let me cross over to Mabel Simpson. The, the voice you just said was the voice of Gary L. Smith telling us about the guy at Nima, uh, Akanda Cluster of Schools and how he can go to Real Madrid and how a former Madrid player can take him to Madrid via Dubai. Charlie, somebody's prayer topic. <laughs> 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 let, me, let, me, let, let, let me come to you. We've, we've spoken about in bits and pieces about about the the potential that marketing um, marketing of, of 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 fashion has by virtue of social media. I'm going to very shortly call um, a friend of mine, Odeneho um, Designs, who started his business purely with social media to find out how he he, he made it from from his obscure corner and onto the global stage purely by the use of social media. But let me bring it to production. So let's say you have an, an order for for 5,000 pieces of, of something way beyond 
what your current production capacity has how can technology help you to 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 work with others to to deliver it i mean have you had a situation before where there was something that was way beyond you and somehow you were able to work <laughs> something out with the power of technology i'm just curious because when you put yourself out there on the big stage sometimes the size of orders that comes is way beyond what you are capable of what, what do you do you find other people you can trust mm-hmm. who you know can help you out with it so um i believe in sharing i believe in you know <clears throat> all of us coming on board so and that's why credibility also comes to play so you'd have to technology you have to go through the person's social media pages speak to a few people who know their work attitude and all and then if they are trusted you work out the pricing and everything and you let them do part of the work for you We've had a situation where, um, yes, our first real bulk order for about a thousand bags, we didn't have the capacity. And um, you need to be sincere with whoever is giving you um, the the job, you know. Once you're sincere with them and give them a real timeline, honesty, they would understand. If most companies also come in last minute, so you definitely need that you know, um, help from other people. And you can find a lot of people on social media, on the internet, to help you out with, with it. How do you ensure quality control? So you need to work with people who understand what you're looking for. And that's one of the difficult, the difficulty with what we do. Quality control, it's not everyone who understands that we need to meet international standards. I always say that the, the typical Ghana or the typical craftsman in Ghana is the, it's you know let's just do it like that but you know where you're going you know who your target market is even in Ghana people are becoming very conscious mm. so you need to be careful and that's the only way you can grow when I started MSIMS my my background is in graphic design I didn't um, I didn't learn go to fashion school. I didn't know anything about fashion. This is not my field. My professional background is graphic designing, and it was through technology. So I self taught my I, I taught myself how to make bags, and it was by researching online. I didn't go to school to learn how to make bags. You know, those who went to fashion school should be shooting you in the head by now. <laughs> no, no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't because whatever it is that were her previous competencies, they can also learn online and add value to themselves. It's it, as simple. It, it is what you call it's what you call professional disruption. It's a very common thing these days. I mean, really, listen, you are just one in a plethora of no. people who went to do one thing in school and have ended up doing no, arts, another arts, thing arts, altogether. You see, we forget we, we we forget to understand that arts is sort of related. Right. Okay, so. In in high school, my my elective or my um, sorry, I studied picture making, graphic design, textiles, general knowledge in art, and then in university I majored in graphic design, and you sort of infuse. So if I'm cutting up leather, if I'm making a design, I know which colors to combine. Right. Yeah. I know if I want to do a motif or a design, I know how to combine these, and graphic design or design is more like construction work. So people would argue that why do we study technical drawing in school? Forgetting that when you're in technical drawing, you need a T-square, you need this, that, that to come up with something. And it's the same in, you know, when you're constructing a bag. Right. So yours was driven by a relationship between what you learned graphic design and the opportunity that there was in making bags. I have somebody on the line who's, who's primary 
influence for socialization. His mom was a graphic designer, so he just kept watching it all his life from his childhood. Ah. And then the second driver was need. He needed a job. <laughs> 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 all right, so good evening, Cody. Cody Mate, good evening. Good evening, good evening. Good evening all right. So welcome to welcome to Springboard and to this very interesting discussion about the impact of 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 technology on on fashion and on sports. Tell me, how did you find yourself in fashion? Well, let me start. It's, it's a long story, but I'll try to make it short. Well, my mom's been in the fashion business for the past forty years, and you know I've always been inspired by what she does. But for me, I realized there was anything that would happen that the one that, you know, never was was never best for her and it never made her move further. So I looked at the internet, I saw I saw what the internet had and I Hello, um, Cody, you wanna reposition yourself? I think the line is slightly um oh. bled. If you can change your position slightly, let's see if you can get a better is it, line. Is it better now? Yeah, slightly better, yes go ahead. Okay. So I moved, I moved into the fashion business because of my mom, okay? And that's, that's, that's basically, the internet made it easy because with, with knowing, knowing the technology, I keep telling myself, oh my goodness, hello? All right, so I lost, I lost the line, I lost the line with you. I'll, I'll, I'll raise it again and then, and then get back to it, so... All right, so uh, basically, I mean, let, let me tell the story as I know it. So this is a, a person whose mom is into fashion, runs a fashion shop. He says, he's, she says he's, she's been on for how many years? 40 years. So you, you, you grew up watching it and you grew up saying, listen, this is interesting. But you probably have other tech, um, business interests. Then one day you ask yourself, oh, why am I standing down looking for a job? <laughs> and then he takes his mom's designs, labels them, puts them on Facebook, and the rest is his history. And he's gone. The last time I met him was at the airport. He said he's, he's gotten some interest from some MBA clubs for him to design their kit. Can you imagine, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, Charles, okay, see Tanda or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just the power of technology making you visible in places that you, you, you couldn't have been before. Let me see if I can get him to finish the story. But Hello, good evening. Hello, Cody. Mm. All right, so I lost him. All right, all right. so back to you and um, back to you, Gary. Yeah. You talked about recruitment, and let me go to let me go to refereeing, sure. one of the controversial areas of interest. And I I follow um, domestic international, and then of course um, not just the the league games, but the international soccer. Sure, and I realized a lot of noise was made about the England versus Germany match in South Africa, and that's that that England goal that. Lampard scored that VR hadn't come, so they didn't they, they get to it. Yeah, and England kept referring to it. But I, I told someone, you know what? The 1966 World Cup that you won, that goal, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't cross the line. Yeah, it didn't cross the line, but England yeah. were given the goal. Yeah, so how much has technology have, um, influenced refereeing? Well, um, it's, 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 it's a very interesting argument that you mentioned 1966 because then we can have a before and after. Yeah. Because in 1966, England would not have gotten that goal. Yep. And England, as we know, it would have had no claim to, to, any World Cup. to any World Cup. From a commercial and marketing point of view, only God knows how much they would have lost if they didn't have that claim to have won the World Cup. You know what I mean? I understand. Because 
commercially, they would have used that bragging right to make a lot of money since 1966 until now. So, that's one thing. Also, conversely, if they had got that goal that Frank Lampard scored in 2010, who knows how far they would have gone in that World Cup. They would never have won that match. (laughs) There is no way. Well, well, if and but. However, that's just one thing. To show the fine line, the fine margins that technology can help decide and, and help to make clear because it's a question of money. Right. Video assistance refereeing is coming into play because people feel that, look, unlike... 20 years ago, when two teams in England or two teams in Ghana, Kotoko and Hearts, played a match, if Kotoko won the league, Hearts won the league, Kwaibibrim won the league, they didn't get a lot of money anyway. You know, right now, if a Premier League team loses three points and they are relegated because of that, relegation costs maybe 50 million pounds or something because when they go into the championship the tv rights money as we know it right now has crossed the 4.5 billion dollar mark threshold i mean think about it how many teams are in the premier league now divide that over five point like look you can't think far (laughs) No, no to think that that chunk of money is something you are going to lose because one referee made a mistake you know we are we are in we are in april next month Teams are going to be relegation confirmed. Others are going to survive. So imagine that today, Stoke and Bailey, which is on our TV now, was decided because maybe Stoke, who are really, they need, it, they need to win every match now from now to the end of the season to avoid relegation. Imagine if in the next three matches, all their losses that they get are because a referee made the wrong call that led to a goal that defeated them. And so some, they go some to the schools job. of thought argue that... Um, the referee decisions they even out some go against you and some go for you fine but that is that is for but there are people too who can prove statistically that they have bad refereeing decisions their whole yes, year yes yes <laughs> so in, in you know because it's england and europe they have time for something so guess what some people sat down many years ago and they have um, um dubious decision league tables right you, you understand the concept right. so from 2005 those people have had time chronicled and written down every single dubious decision that a referee has made in the English Premier League and what cumulative effect it would have had at the end of the league table. So, for example, this season, Man City have won the league. At the end of the league season, the people will sit down and chronicle every dubious decision. To prove that United to, should have won. Or, or maybe... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or maybe Stoke should have won the league. Oh no, not Stoke! <laughs> you know, something like that. So, th- from a marketing angle, that's how technology affects people. And then, it's so many angles. Emotional, because if your team is X, Team X, like you say, you're a Manchester United fan. Yesterday, or oh, you play Tottenham and you won, but because of some technological glitch. You lost the game. It's going to affect you the whole week. Absolutely. If you go to work, your boss will not get the best out of you. Everybody. Everybody will not. I mean, you will go home and anti comfort will be like, oh, na 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 best na then na be didi na na minje bianku na na The dog in my house is Manchester. The dog is Manchester. You see, everybody. You see, it is twenty-three minutes to the hour of eight o'clock. Springboard your virtual university. My guest Gary Al Smith and Mabel Simpson breaking down the impact of technology on sports 
and on fashion when i come back we'll talk about the future what what does the future hold not just in these two areas but all related areas how will technology transform the way sports is done will it take away the spontaneity and the fun that we find in sports or will it enrich it and make it more just and fair we'll find out when we come back from this break but let me tell you this program is brought to you by legacy and legacy enjoy 99.7 fm and guess what sponsored by echo bank the pan african bank and mtn the nation's number one network let me tell you about the echo bank mobile app as we speak about technology introducing the new all new echo bank mobile app Download the app today and send money fast to 33 countries and pay your bills with a tap of a finger. When you buy from MSIMS, you pay your bills with a tap of a finger. No bank account, no worries. Open an EcoBank Express account instantly on your mobile phone. No forms and no account handling fees to pay ever. Download the new app today and enjoy the new digital experience. The EcoBank mobile app is available on Google Play Store and the App Store. EcoBank definitely is the Pan-African bank. Now, let me tell you why you could probably win a brand new car in the coming month. Charlie, so taking about this thing, you deserve to win amazing prizes in the MTN 4G taking over promo. Keep doing what you love on MTN 4G. Yes, text more, browse more, talk more, do more, more, more transactions, and you could be the lucky one to move into that Porsche two-bedroom house, drive home one of four sleek Hyundai cars every month, win cash prizes, enjoy Superfast 4G on that iPhone 8, Samsung S8, or win loads of airtime. It's your chance to take over. Just switch to MTN 4G today and get 10,000 bonus points to start now. Dial star 120 hash for more details. You too can, can take over with MTN 4G taking over promo everywhere you go. This is for MTN 4G customers only. Terms and conditions apply. Let me post a message from MTN and EcoBank and when I come back, let's talk about the future of, I almost said music, the future of sports and fashion with Gary L. Smith and Mabel Simpson. Please don't go away. MTN 4G promo and as you know, no, in touch, you know, not Chemi Aten Winika. You're saying you can hear one for Kashi Bife. I like Amo. Within the Alton and Ponsan, my Winika, Hyundai, I 10, MTN taking over, a papa, so Winjin DRGT, or so be adding on Jim. My name is Richard Agala. I'm a testimony to that, and I've actually received my mobile money beep telling me that my 5,000 CD cash award is on my wallet. My name is Charles Banker, and I just won a Hyundai Ascent on the MTN taking over promo. This one knows. You believe you know la blah, blah, blah. so we should keep texting keep browsing use the mtn mobile money mtn taking over we taking over everywhere yo ultra in the end yeah. switch you call mtn 4g now yet they are we here that's time take you over i tell you any day flow two bedroom house brand new cars from hyundai 4g enabled devices and the cash prices way above my yo the guy make it all over take you over Moving on up is paying from your phone and getting looks of approval from your friends. Moving on up is doing all your banking from your bathroom like a boss. Moving on up is losing your wallet, but your money is still safe. Moving on up is attaching any bank's card to the Echo Bank mobile app. Oh yeah, download the Echo Bank mobile app. Make we go and bank like a boss. Move on up with Echo Bank, the Pan-African bank. 
Definitely moving on up with Springboard, the virtual university. 19 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. The last time I was in Europe, I sat in the comfort of my room and I was able to buy Liverpool tickets versus Spurs at Wembley for my brother who wanted to come to London a month later. It was that easy. In the comfort of my home, it was available on different websites at different prices. I just didn't need to do anything, just buy. That is the kind of convenience technology is bringing to the game. And Gary, talking about figures, just to bring us up to speed, the combined revenue of the five big leagues in the 2017-2018 season in Europe amounted to 15 billion euros. Absolutely incredible. The kind of money that will make your head head turn around. In fact, Kit's sponsorship alone in the EPL is standing at 282 million British pounds. Just Kit's sponsorship, just for the the shirts they wear. How did so much money get into those leagues? But let me come to Mabel. So, Mabel, what do you predict as the future of the fashion industry powered by technology from where you sit, both internationally and locally? And then we'll come to how you intend to take advantage of that future. Yeah. But how do you see the future? It's, it's going to get bigger because now, I mean, you can actually order something online pay for it and then have it delivered to you you don't have to walk into a shop or you don't have to wait till someone is traveling before you get something it's going to get better bigger and we need to embrace it if, if you don't embrace it i mean you'd be lacking behind it's the same way that we the the designers we the creators also you know we see different styles we incorporate it in what we're doing I can see there's nothing new that hasn't been done before. So I can pick designs from here, there, there, and then, you know, make it into my own piece. And that's how we learn. I was listening to something by Pastor Table, very interesting um, analysis. He was talking about the fact that when it comes to the creative uh, industry in our part of the world, we are very good at being fruitful. He was talking about be fruitful, multiply, replenish the actions, and and subdue it. And he was saying that when it comes to the being fruitful, the creative bit, we are great. When it comes to multiply, not not too bad. We are able to reproduce what we have done. But the critical part where we fail is replenish the earth, where you create one great design and you, yeah. you, you multiply about a, you, you create about a million scale, copies. Scaling up. Scaling up. Scaling up. That, that, that scalability, maybe how do we use technology to crush that one? Because if not, somebody sees your design and says, this is incredible. And you are like, Charlie... The effort and the, the, the months it took you to create that one design, if you had the means to produce and sell a million copies, it would make the design worth it. How do we enter that space where we scale up? It takes a lot of money if we <laughs> want to do that. Mm. And that's the truth. Yeah. Because where we find ourselves, you see, we, we are challenged in a lot of ways. And scaling up is not easy. I started them since about eight years ago. I know how we started from this, using social media, one bag at a time, two bags, that, that, that. And now we can do 1,000, we can do 2,000. You mentioned 10,000 bags. How do we do it? We might probably have to outsource it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, tell a story, I'll tell a story to bring perspective to this one. <laughs> In my days doing handicrafts, I, used, I started my business with... Um, producing handicrafts as a way like wall hangings that was my first after university that was my first job and um i i remember hanging out with the guys who were doing um cane rattan handicrafts and they went 
under the sponsorship of the Ghana Export Promotion Council mm-hmm. to the US to go and source for 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 clientele. And they made one big mistake. They, they didn't go to the small players. They went straight to the Walmart of this life. <laughs> <laughs> they sat down in the meeting. And the samples were nice. And that's the problem. The samples were so good. So first question. So this particular sample 2A, if we wanted 40,000 copies, how, how soon can we get uh. it delivered? <laughs> you see, your challenge with raw materials. Mm. No, don't even go there. <laughs> Assuming you even have the raw oh materials. No, 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 that was the thing ended. Finding yeah. the manpower, I mean, the people to make it. No, yeah. the, the, it, the discussion ended with raw materials. Because when the Walmart guys asked, can we get 40,000? The guys didn't tell me, they were like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> I mean, the biggest order you've done is 300. <laughs> And the, the guys have 20,000 shops. Yeah. And th- those times, I mean, they don't stock on... It, it, it wasn't GIT. So yeah. the sh- each shop must have two. Two, yeah. For the thing to go on the catalog. So, I mean, 40,000 was like basic. And the guys were looking at them like shock. In fact, at the end of the day, they had to pack it number 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, when they kept hesitating, the guys asked them, ah, aren't you a cooperative? Can't you outsource? Can't you share you. and Thank do it? You. And they Thank just you. couldn't answer until eventually they asked them, how many hectares of rattan plantation do you have, you in, Ghana? have in Ghana? Then the, the discussion ended because in <laughs> Philippines, they have a, a, a plantation as big as the whole of Greater Accra region. Yeah. <laughs> and we are competing with them. And at the time, the cane was growing in the wild in Western region. They, they just go and cut them, put on the train, Try the, the train brings it to Accra. Yeah, we so. just didn't have what it took yeah. uh, in terms of raw material to play in the big league. What, what do you... And Mabel, what you should be thinking about? I mean, it's just something I'm throwing up uh, for your for your kind consideration. When I ask about collaboration, the next level could be possibly for you that you could get to a stage where some huge player in another jurisdiction will partner with you. You do the 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 fruitfulness, and they do the multiplication. <laughs> yes, and ten percent of a huge venture. In that regard, in that collaboration, is better than hundred percent of a, 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 a minor um, or a very small entity. So don't close those chapters. You don't need to have the money. You still need to have the ideas and the capability. Gary, what yeah. Do you think? So um, one of the first things I realized collaboration as well. Yeah. Um, the truth, the painful truth, is that in Ghana and I'm, I'm glad we are not making this just a football discussion because right. I wanted to make it as wide broad, as, right. as broad as possible is that we don't have a big economy we don't have the numbers and the last part of what you said it really excites me that we have come to the stage where Ghanaian every profession from bankers to lawyers to fashion people to journalists to banku makers everybody has to decide that look because we don't have a big economy and a big population, we are going to collaborate, right. divide and rule, divide and conquer. That's what we are supposed to do. Because if we get whoever it is in Nigeria who can multiply our efforts and serve the entire population of Lagos alone, mm. it will be far better than having a monopoly over the Ghanaian, which won't give you even 1,000 cities in profit, maybe. That is where we are even going in my industry, in in sports as well. Not just journalism, but every facet of our development, whether it's the Premier League, whether it's television viewing. Because you know why we are not able to get sponsors for our teams and all that? When they break even, you go to the corporates, the banks or whatever. When they crunch the numbers, the amount they are going to use to sponsor the league What's or whatever. The eyeballs. It, the eye, it, it, like, it doesn't it, make sense. It doesn't break even. 
that's the thing. So there has to be some collaboration from somewhere. And we don't have time, so I'll just mention the things quickly. That's one of the biggest things that we are going to experience in sports in future. Right. Also, due to collaboration, there's going to be disruption, right? Big players like multimedia. And if my bosses are listening, I hope that this one is free consultants, even though I'm their staff. In three or four years, there are going to be individuals whose basis and eyeballs they get individually are bigger than multimedia. We are getting it's there. Ha- it's happening already. In, in, the, in the outside world. No, but, here, here in Ghana. Yes. <laughs> you see, but the thing is that people like, or entities like multimedia and the other groups, you know, despite, yeah, they always, oh, I am this despite, oh, I am PCFM. I'm, look, there's a time coming when that employee sitting on your network will close and go and do a show on his own and get more eyeballs and ears than you. I, I am we dis- are getting there. I'm discovering that <coughs> the understanding of the demographics <laughs> of the new the new person sitting on social media is so critical yeah. that if you continue um, producing what you produce in the way that you produce it and assuming that you are you are meeting their need, yeah. you'll find yourself very, very surprised. And, I, I and learned it's not some just very the, interesting lessons this year at the, in the first quarter of the year. Uh, it's not even just social media. You know, sometimes when you talk to some of the managers and things, oh, this is your social media thing. But the thing is that even if it's radio, let's just assume it's radio. If I close from here and I go home and I have $500, I can buy equipment that will enable me to do a podcast. It doesn't need to sit on social media. I can take it to a community radio station. But because of the marvel of technology today, I'll sit in that small community radio station in the Volta region or Upper East region, but I'll have a global audience that Joy FM can reach. And once the sponsors can reach me, they'll bring their money to me. It's as simple as that. It, it is driven by by some of the elements we discussed last week, including yeah. presumption, the fact that a person can watch it when they want to watch it Thank and you. the way they want to watch yes. it. And the attraction of that one makes it so, so powerful. Let me come to you for a closing thoughts, Mabel. <coughs> Where do you see Emson's, um five, ten years from now? <laughs> do you dream about it? Do you think about it at night? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a peek into the future. Where do you see this t- uh, five, ten years from now? It wouldn't be 100% Ghanaian owned. Wow. We would have partners. Collaboration. I mean, in the beginning, it's about building your base here and then expanding gradually. I believe in organic growth. You make all the mistakes, learn, and then you grow it and take it outside. But still keep roots here. Yeah. What wouldn't change about your business? What is that that part that you see is sacrosanct? That one it can't, it, it, it can't change. What, what what is your first love? Is it bags? <laughs> art. Art. I see. I see that the product that I make. I see them as art pieces. Right. So a lot goes into it from the 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 design creation, thinking through what to do, to the process. Once we start making something, I want to I want to work on it. And sometimes it takes about five months to actually come up with a design, complete it, and know that this is it. And although you've finished working on it, as you're you're producing, you're still thinking of ways to make the process faster, easier. You change a lot. So you don't make one design and then that's it. No. You keep changing. Just to make process faster. Some experts argue that people like you are so emotionally attached to the beauty beauty of your art that... 
commercially you 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 you, you pull no, things back. No, you, you learn, you learn. That's where also trust and then collaboration. You, you need a partner who is a commercial hard nosed person to come and oh, put numbers to the thing you're doing. That's how I agree. So you learn. You, I mean, as you're growing, you know, so as a business person, okay. When you start, you need to learn every aspect or get to know every aspect of the business. So you are your own accountant, you are your own marketing person. So that when the professional comes, whatever they are saying, you understand. We hired an accountant, you know, in recent times to check our account. And you that gives you a perspective of where the business is going, whether you're making profits or not, you know. And you, so when the accountant gives you your, um, how do you call it, your financial statement, you just don't stay at it. You understand it. So in the beginning, it's about, okay, the do's and don'ts and all of that. But you need to know what the business is about. Hmm. In April 2023, I'm going to invite you from Washington to come down to Ghana for a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll remind you of this, yeah. this comment. Gary, I'll submit your closing thoughts. Um, where I see myself. Where you see that that's... The, not just yourself, but also the the what you do, sports journalism, sports. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, in the next five years, right? right now. So basically, I mean, very early, I went to the school of journalism, but when I had to continue, I decided to go to Game Park just to get the business sense of what I'm doing. Which so, part of sports excites you the most? Is it the business part? The business part, yes. Why? Um, because I think that the the sentimental part doesn't pay bills. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. Yes, yes, okay. it doesn't pay bills. So, um, in the next five years, the future started now. I mean, so for example, already, and because you're on social media, you may see, I have corporates already coming to me and saying that we want to do this with you. And I'm like, okay, I work for Joy FM or Multimedia. And they're like, okay, yes, I know you work for Joy FM, but the demographic we want is with you, not Joy FM. So, you take this. Does it conflict you? No, we spoke about this at the social media week and I said no, because just like every commercial entity, I see myself as Gary L. Smith, a company. I am an ideas bank. I am not. So I am offering a service to multimedia. When I step out of here, the service is done. So you can call me and have business with Gary L. Smith or you can have business with multimedia and they'll let me do it. It is five minutes to the hour of six o'clock let me close this one reminder that the work with jesus comes up next and the host is pastor Atwakwa and the guest apostle professor Upokunina, a man we all truly respect the chairman of the church of pentecost and he will be the guest for tonight i've been talking to gary l smith and mabel simpson i've learned a lot about the ins and the outs of sports <laughs> especially football which i love very much and then also about fashion the jury is still out there. How would it look like five years from now, ten years from now? Don't even bother predicting. <laughs> you can't. How will it look like even a year from now? Yeah. Those are questions that we will continue to explore. One thing I can be certain about is that we'll come back to this discussion next week and take two different industries. There's so much we want to explore with music, with education. We want to explore theater, film. We want to explore different aspects, even governance. And I'm sure that as we explore them, we'll find out what is available out there. Let me see a big, special, happy birthday to Lady Joy Otterville, a woman I deeply appreciate and respect. Today is your birthday. Enjoy the song um, by Koda, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. Let me also give the song to my roommate and my best man, Maxwell Adu. This song is also for you, Maxwell Aji Adu. So, Lady J. Otabel and Maxwell Adu, enjoy the song by Koda as we sign off on Springboard, your virtual investor. I want to say a big thank you to Gary L. Smith 
and then also to Mabel Simpson. Let's do this again another time and let's break it down more. What is next and how do we feature on the landscape? Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having us. My name is Albert Okran. On behalf of Comfort Matthew Priscilla and Amos, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night.